Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to another episode of the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Jan Burkhart. Jan is a longtime Bible teacher. She taught for Bible Study Fellowship for a number of years and now writes and teaches women's Bible study here at Green Acres. Jan, thanks for being on the podcast today. It's great to be here. So I've asked Jan to come on the podcast to share about how to study your Bible. So let's start off with some basic questions. First, how long have you been studying your Bible? Yeah, uh, that, that, who knows? <laughs> uh, but uh, over 50 years, wow. I can definitely say that. I, I became a believer very young, mm-hmm. and uh, so at age five. Uh, but uh, my parents were uh, great, great parents who made sure I was at church uh, many times a week. But I did not witness my parents' um, reading their Bible, Mm -hmm. studying their Bible in the home. But God Mm -hmm. (laughs) gave me a desire probably around 12 um, to really start reading the Bible. It just, I was hungry to read that. that's cool. And so it had to come from Him, didn't Mm -hmm. come from any any other outside source. And uh, so I, I would read in a translation that I could really understand and underline and I'd go back over those verses and just saw how God kind of started using that to share with friends and things when they were going through difficulties or had questions. And so um, that was my initial uh, study of the Bible that, I must say, continued through high school. Then in college, I did a little teaching. But when I had my first child, it was like you don't know the Bible well enough. (laughs) And so I just, I had a sense of urgency that I need to know the Bible so I can teach this child uh, in the way God would want me and raise her as God would want me. So it goes back to that. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. So for someone who has maybe never studied their Bible or who hasn't studied in a while, where would you recommend they start? Uh, Well, uh, that okay. So right now, I'm, I'm teaching a study on judges, and I have a woman in the study who said she's brand new to studying the Bible. That is probably not where I would tell someone <laughs> to start. But um, I guess if I had to say a book, I would probably say John, mm-hmm. and I think that can be a pat answer. But I have a reason okay, for what's that. Your reason? My reason is that. Um, If it's a new believer or a new Bible student, I think the most important thing for us to study is our Savior. Mm -hmm. And so I would say one of the four Gospels would be good. Uh, But um, Matthew can be a little tricky Mm -hmm. with the parables and all. So for a new student, I think that can be a little hard. Uh, John, the focus for John is that Jesus is the Son of God. And so Jesus is man and God, I think it's a good place to start mm-hmm. uh, to really come to know that Jesus is 
who he is. Yeah. And, and all through the book of John, well, all through the Gospels, of course, we come to know uh, Jesus. But also in the book of John, the key word is believe. Mm. And so uh, I think it's a good place for a new student to start and learn their beliefs about who Jesus is. That is good. That makes sense. So do different versions, you mentioned, you touched on this a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but do different versions of the Bible play a part in your study time? Most definitely. Uh, probably more so now than ever before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, as, as I said, when I was 12, I began reading just, uh, you know, living Bible, mm-hmm. just a paraphrase, really. Mm-hmm. But it was where I was. I could understand it. I needed something to understand. And that's my encouragement to someone is find a translation you can understand mm-hmm. uh, that you can relate to. However, find a good translation. Find yes. find one that's reliable. Uh, so for years, our church was NIV and uh, a Bible study. I was BSF kind of based on NIV. So that became my my choice, my mm-hmm. translation mm-hmm. of choice. Um, but now that I'm uh, writing and teaching in a different way, especially because of the writing aspect, I, I want a translation that sticks very closely to the Hebrew and the Greek. Mm-hmm. And ESV is one of those that, that does that. So uh, here's my encouragement to people is to read several translations. Mm-hmm. Uh, find one you can understand. And then... Um, and then read others. Uh, if if a person comes to a scripture and they have trouble understanding it, sometimes just reading that scripture in a different translation will open, you know, their eyes on something. Yes, which the Bible app on your phone you can switch between translations oh, super easily. So easy. I use that all the time to look up something. I don't have a hard copy of the message, but sometimes I want to look at the message paraphrase. Yes of an ESV version of a verse to kind of mm-hmm. see what's a little bit of a different understanding on this. Mm-hmm. And so I can look it up easily. And I use Bible Gateway for that very yes. reason. What do you what are you use? Um I think it's mm-hmm. U version. Okay. Bible app. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lots of great There's resources. lots of great apps for stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So do you find any outside tools helpful when you're studying your Bible? Well, we just mentioned some apps. Yes. And, and, yes. Okay. So all right. So here is <laughs> We are in the world where everything is at your fingertips, pretty much. Okay, so that can be great and that can be bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my book. Um, We have uh, access to so many commentaries online now. It's not the day and age where you have to go buy an expensive set of commentaries. Uh, You can usually find things online that are very, very good. Uh, But at the same time, that can be overkill. It can mm-hmm. be too much information. Um, okay, so I'll tell you here my philosophy on Bible study, <laughs> and it is that we have a master teacher, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the Holy Spirit who lives within mm-hmm. us, and I, that's not my philosophy. That is Scripture. He tells uh-huh. us that, uh-huh. right? He's He's our best teacher. And so I don't want to get in the way of what he has to teach me. Mm-hmm. So my what I tell my students in our Bible study, let him speak to you first. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to man because, you know, that's what sermons and stuff are. You know, it's it, hopefully God has led that person. And, but listen to what the Holy Spirit 
first wants to teach you and uh, glean what you can from him and then open and go to other sources. But I also encourage people to limit how many sources they go because we can, like I said, it can be overkill. Mm -hmm. Um, And so two, maybe three other sources. Check out those sources. Make Mm -hmm. sure they are doctrinally sound Yes, because there is a lot of false teaching out there also. So we have to be very careful who we read and what we read Mm -hmm. Um, and know the doctrine of the church if they uh, are a pastor of a church, things like that. Make sure it agrees with our faith. And uh, But yeah. Which, if you're needing help weeding through that, ask a pastor, ask a minister or somebody in your church, ask a Bible study teacher or a connect group leader, hey, what have you found that's helpful? I'm really struggling to balance out Mm -hmm. these teachings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have some that are go-tos for you? I do. Um, I love Dave Guzik, mm-hmm. Enduring Word. Um, I have. Um, I actually go to an app that just has a lot of resources on it. So I use Bruce Hurt. He's also a very good uh, teacher. I've used John MacArthur. There's several that I do. Now, not to say that I agree with every interpretation of every scripture that some of the ones I read, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, but in certain aspects of that that I'm reading, I, I find some of those to be very, very good. But again, I always keep my guard up. Yes. You know, do I agree with everything that they are saying about Which is one thing that we're bad about doing in cancel culture is if we disagree with one thing that someone says, we throw all of their teachings out, right? which is not necessarily always helpful because sometimes they're doctrinally sound in one area, but in another area, they're not, and we don't agree with them on something. And so that's why it's so important to use the Holy Spirit's discernment inside of you. Hey, is this what the Bible teaches? Is the Holy Spirit telling me the same thing that they've told this person? Yeah. And uh, Blue Letter Bible is yet another great uh, resource. Um, I can go to that and actually look at that Hebrew word or that Mm -hmm. Greek word. I can push (laughs) the wonderful little pronounce, you know, button, and it will tell me how to say it, though. In Hebrew, it is sometimes quite different than what we use with our English. They have some hard-to-pronounce words. They love the pronounce option. Yeah, yeah. So how much time do you recommend spending studying your Bible every day? Hmm. So um, flexible. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my word. I might spend five minutes and come away with a jewel for the day that stays with me all day long. And I might spend 30 minutes and come away with what I need for that day. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good to be flexible and um and just spend the time listening to God, ever how long that is. Uh, some days I have more to give. Some days I might spend an hour. Uh, other days I might have 15 or 20 minutes or whatever. Uh, so I don't set a time. I never have. I never have set a time on that. It's fine, too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great to have a goal. Here's my, here's my suggestion is if you have a goal— Set it to where you will be successful, mm. because we don't want to fail. Yes. <laughs> we don't like to fail. Yes. And so if I set an impossible goal for myself, I'm going to give up pretty mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, just to set what you have, and then 
in time that might grow and yeah. grow and grow. And I think give yourself grace too, that that's going to fluctuate in different seasons. If yeah. you are a young mom with a toddler and a newborn running around, you probably don't have a whole 30 minutes or an hour to spend every single day. Yeah. But if you can even give five minutes, that the Lord can do so much with that. He's He's going to work with what we have. Yeah. And I think that is so important to not put our pres- that pressure on ourselves. Because yeah. I think as women, it's very easy to put the pressure on ourselves. Well, I'm failing because I didn't spend any time with God today or all I could do was five minutes. But that to God, it's not about our time. It's about our heart and our posture towards Him of wanting to learn and be dependent on Him. So true, so true, and and with that, you sparked something just by saying that is creativity. Be mm. creative in how you study the Bible. Uh, if you've got ten minutes here, uh, pick it up. If you've got, if okay, so one of the places where I used to do quite a bit of study were when my two girls were in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. I could bring my Bible in there, and I could really, you know, I'm watching them. Mm-hmm. I've got, I, you know, I, I'm I'm up and down glancing, but. I can also use that as a time. They're having a great time. I'm having a great time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think about the other day I overslept through my alarm, and I have a certain time I have to be at work by every day. And I was like, I've got to get ready, but I still need and want and crave that time with the Lord. And so my Bible app read me the Bible for the day. And so using the tools that technology has opened up for us, if all you can do is listen on your way to work, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Use yeah. that time. That's great. Um, so when you have been studying the Bible for a really long time, how do you make it feel fresh? Hmm. Okay. Well, um, variety is the spice of life, I guess huh? I could huh? say. Um, yeah. If by chance I'm studying, and this has happened, mm-hmm. you know, we're real. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, you're studying, you, and you do a certain thing in your study in the mornings, and you feel a bit stale, then I would say shake it up. Mm-hmm. I would say, uh, I have a certain thing I do. Uh, but if I come to that point, then I, I just need to change. Uh, right now, what I've and what I've been doing for really a couple of years now is, now this is just my personal quiet mm-hmm. time study. Uh, I'm going through the whole Bible and um, one or ever how many verses I have time mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. might be three verses. It might be a whole chapter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I write down what is the truth that I find in this. What is the lesson I, ha- I find in this? And so I'm, I'm ending up with these journals that have truth after truth. Now, has that proved beneficial in my life? Yeah. I mean, when I start a study on Judges, I've already done Judges. I can pull that up, and I can see all these truths. Now, are those the exact truths I use in teaching? Not necessarily, but they help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a a tool mm-hmm. that I can continue using in my life. But yes, does that sometimes get a little stale in doing that? Yeah. So I might do a word study mm-hmm. for a little while. Uh-huh. Or my favorite, what I might do, and I love the Psalms. I yes. love the Psalms. And so going to the Psalms, will I can use that to just refresh and my teaching on God's attributes. Mm-hmm. Or Psalms teach us a lot of things we like to know and things we don't like to know about yes. us. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it can teach me that. And so just to flip a little sometimes yes. will make it fresh. Well, and like for me, I'm going through... 
the Bible right now, and I'm in Leviticus. And so for about three days now, we've talked about the different sacrifices that the (laughs) Israelites had to offer in the temple to the Lord. And I'm like, this is dry. And sometimes there are parts of the Bible that are hard to read. And a big part of that is praying and praying that the Lord would reveal new truths to you and it would light a new fire. Um, One of the podcasts that I'll add to my Bible study time is the Bible Recap. And she has a different perspective and a different way of seeing things than I do. And so her reminder and perspective on these sacrifices was to remind us that in the Garden of Eden, um, death was coming. Death had to happen Mm. because they sinned. And that's what the Lord said. And so He killed an animal to provide clothes for them in the Garden of Eden. And then the Israelites have to make sacrifices to the Lord to atone for their sin. And that is why it is so powerful and impactful that Jesus came and died for our sins yeah. because He was the final atonement for that. And without looking at the background information of how the uh, tedious the sacrifices were and how frequently they had to make these sacrifices and how exactly and specifically they had to make them, it makes the fact of Jesus coming and dying for our sins and being our final atonement that we don't have to do that anymore so much richer. Oh, yeah. And so sometimes it's helpful to pray and ask for that. And like we talked about earlier, adding in something else that can help bring depth to what feels really dry. Yeah. Because yeah. the Bible is dimensional. It's living and active. And you can read a verse one day and in one season and then read it years later and it's totally different to you. It's like a brand new verse in the Bible. Yes. <laughs> it's so yeah. cool. Yeah. So uh, do you have a favorite book, uh, story, or verse of the Bible? Well, I mean, I think if I had to say a favorite book, it would be the Psalms. Mm-hmm. The Psalms, uh, God has used those to teach me to pray. God mm-hmm. has used those to teach me His attributes and um, and uh, just truths in life. Uh, I can relate so much to those psalmists. And so, you know, I see these psalmists writing and they are saying they're honest, mm-hmm. they're real, they're and so that's helped me. Yes. And being honest and real to God and mm-hmm. pouring out my heart to God and not feeling like I have to be this perfect person mm-hmm. to him. Um he is my savior <laughs> in all kinds of ways and um and so I love the psalms for that. Um and and one thing I, I haven't mentioned in the Psalms have helped me is to to know who God is by studying Him, but to take what I know and apply it where I am. And I see the psalmist doing that very yes. well. Um, and that's huge as far as Bible study is concerned. It's mm-hmm. it's one thing to know about it in our head. That's uh, completely different to move it to our heart. And to men move it to our feet so that we go out and we act upon what we are studying. Uh, if it just is something, oh, you know, you've heard the statistic, what, uh, if what you read, you remember 10% of mm-hmm. what you, um, what you, no, excuse me, what you listen to, what you hear, yes, you remember yes. 10% of. What you read, you remember 20% of. And so that's why I encourage people to do more than just read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, study it, because if we are involved, if we experience, if we see, you're talking 
percent. Mm-hmm. You, you will now. Do I remember everything I've studied in depth? Absolutely not. But I sure do remember a lot of. You know, I remember what I need to remember for today, and that's another thing I tell people when they're studying, especially a new student. Um, don't worry about what you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Just take what you do understand. That's what God's teaching you, and then. And then act on that. Mm-hmm. If we did that every day, just one truth, 365 truths a year, look how that would impact our lives. Mm-hmm. So we take, you know, yeah, we seek to understand what we don't understand. Well, I understand everything about Scripture this side of heaven. Absolutely not. But I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. And so I want God to keep giving me that hunger. And Taylor, I want I want to tell you that's something that I pray. I do pray that for our generation, my generation, your generation, mm-hmm. for a hunger for the Word of God. Uh, God has given us this His Word, His living Word, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, that transforms our lives. And uh, what a gift we have! Yes. What a gift. And it's so important, I think, to pray that because there are for sure days that I wake up and I don't want to go read my Bible. Mm-hmm. I want to play on my phone mm-hmm. and I want to scroll Instagram or I want to watch Netflix or I want to do something else for me. And that's not what's going to have lasting impact on my life. Me focusing on me and selfish desires and wanting to do that is not what's going to help in my life with the Lord. It's not going to help me in my job or in ministry or in my relationships with other people. Scripture is, and the Word of God is what is going to carry us through. And so even on the days that maybe you don't feel like listening or reading your Bible or whatever, do it. It's Mm -hmm. so important to continue to make that a habit in your life. Good words. Well, Jan, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you feel like would be helpful for our listeners to know? Hmm. Well, um, I think, um, yeah, I'll, I'll say one more thing, I guess. Uh, one thing I tell my uh, my students uh, that are in class with me, that the most important thing we do is our own personal time with the Lord. That is the most important thing. What He teaches me in my time with Him is what is going to stick. Mm -hmm. I'm going to remember that the most. But it's also important to gather with other believers. It's very important because He teaches them too. And then when we get together and we share what we've learned, we are encouraging one another in the Lord. And that's what Scripture tells us to do, Hebrews 10, 25. Let's not forsake the assembling together, but let us encourage one another and all the more as we see the day drawing near. God made us for fellowship, Mm -hmm. made us for fellowship with Him first, but fellowship with one another. And so when we study the Word together, it, it, we are encouraging. We are sharpening as iron sharpens iron. We're sharpening one another. We are challenging one another. And so that's probably my encouragement. It, we can study the Bible on our own, but what we miss out on by hearing what God's doing in somebody else's life with that same scripture, even as he taught us. Yes. 
So good. And if you're local, I will put a link in our show notes if you want to get into a connect group where we study Bibles, the Bible together, or a women's Bible study. We would love to have you. If you're not local, I'd encourage you to reach out to local churches and see how you can get plugged into a church near you. Jan, thanks for being here. One thing that we, well, two things that we ask every guest that comes on the Equip podcast is what is something you're learning right now and what is something you're loving? Ah. Well, those would be one in the same thing. Uh, what am I learning? I'm studying Judges deeply for the first time. I've read it. I've done skimming teaching, uh-huh, uh-huh. teaching on it. But we're going down deep. And uh, boy, I have a different perspective of Judges. So that's what I'm loving, mm-hmm. where I've looked at it as, ooh, these stories that are in Judges. Now I'm like, They're intense. Oh, yeah, they are mm-hmm. intense. But now I'm loving that I'm seeing, look at the faith God mm-hmm. gave that man. Mm-hmm. Look at the faith God gave that woman. So, yeah, one in the same. I'm loving it, and I'm learning. I love it. Mm-hmm. Jan, thanks for being here today. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.